Hey guys, Zeno here for A to Z. Coming up on the show today, the ultimate what-if game for the Atlanta Falcons. Plus, who should Georgia fear the most? And do the Braves have an in-house solution if Dansby Swanson signs somewhere else? Coming up right next on A to Z. This is A to Z with Mark Zeno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. How did we get here? If you're not the number one pick, guess what? You have no guarantee. That's where you are. And it starts... Does that make me a genius? Yes. Now. Welcome to A to Z here on Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you no one knows what the future holds. Welcome in. We are live here on this Thursday as we get you set for the weekend and a big weekend coming up here in Atlanta. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Don't forget to subscribe to that YouTube channel. Get us to 5,000 subscribers. Give a thumbs up and a like to all the content there as well. We are on Roku TV. However, it gets Roku TV, Amazon Fire Stick, or anywhere else. Download that Roku TV app and... Make sure you check out all the great shows here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. And for those watching on YouTube, yes, it is full-on beanie uh, skullcap season for me. We are chilly outside in Atlanta these days. Uh, I'm a big fashion fan of the of the beanie skullcap. So take it all in, folks, if you're watching on YouTube. All right. A lot to get to here today. And, you know, I was doing some thinking um, because I came across an article here um, on ESPN.com, ESPN Plus, whatever it is. You know, you have to pay for the content, whatever. Um, and it was talking about all the free agents coming up this offseason. But it got my head thinking about possible, you know, players that the Falcons should sign a good sign. I got three of them for you that I that I look at off this list. I'm like, okay, yes, yes, yes. They, they could actually use all those guys. And I'll get to them in a minute. But it dawned on me because, you know, the name at the top of the list, and a lot of you might not be thinking about who it is yet, but the name at the top of the list spurred off a thought in my head. And I'll bring it back to this whole Desmond Ritter, Marcus Mariota conversation. Guys, let me ask you a question. Um, let's just say for argument's sake, okay, uh, that we could take Desmond Ritter and start him the final seven games of the year, right? Like, like, like let's just say he starts the final seven games. You all get your wish and he plays. Falcons missed the playoffs, whatever. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you, is seven games enough to adequately judge what you have? What's the answer to that question? No. That's literally the answer to that question. And how do I know that that's the answer to that question? Because I know we've seen other people play seven games and not give you the answer that you need to know one way or another. Um, Seven games into Geno Smith's career, he doesn't look like the guy. Oh, he's 32 now, whatever, however old he is. And guess what? He's playing the best football of his career. Right? There's another better example. Um, remember that guy, Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Yeah. Um, his rookie year, by the way, um, he came in and started the final, uh, what do you want to call it? 12 games or or 13 games of the season and had a phenomenal rookie year. 63% completion, 27 touchdowns, which was a rookie record, 93 quarterback rating, right? 
And his team won more of those games than they lost, I think, if I remember correctly. Where's Baker Mayfield right now? Backup. So understanding that there are several examples of quarterbacks out there who you thought were the guy and you weren't really sure were the guy. Hell, look at Josh Allen, for crying out loud, who may be the NFL MVP at this point. Go back and look at his rookie year stats from 2018. In the games that he played, his completion percentage was 52%. His quarterback rating was 67. And he played 12 games his rookie year. You know, was that enough to know if he was the guy? Maybe. Maybe it was. But the numbers don't tell you that it is. The point I'm making here is that switching to Desmond Ritter right now doesn't prove anything. Desmond Ritter is going to need multiple games, multiple years to figure out if he's the guy. Five or six games is not going to give you this definitive answer. It's not. So regardless of what you see from Desmond Ritter this year, you you can say with a fair amount of certainty that you're going to need to see more than just this year to figure out if he's the guy, right? Which brings me to the ultimate what-if scenario I was talking about and the top free agent heading off this offseason, Lamar Jackson. If, and that's a huge if, if the Ravens were to let him hit free agency, if the Falcons were to sign him, do you think Desmond Ritter should ever play again? In a Falcons uniform? Because the answer is no. Not unless there's an injury. But if Lamar Jackson somehow becomes available and the Falcons don't do everything to go get him, shame on them. Um, I'll say that now. That's a big if. I mean, look, they could franchise tag him and he'll never hit free agency. And, and, and this is a moot point. But uh, the point that I'm making here is, is that so much can change between now and the start of next season that Desmond Ritter isn't guaranteed anything and shouldn't be guaranteed anything just because you drafted him. So get out of this mentality, Falcons fans, that you have to absolutely know what Desmond Ritter is going to be. Again, I reiterate this over and over again. I was wrong in my initial assessment this offseason that it was paramount to see what you had in Desmond Ritter. You want to know why I was wrong? It wasn't because of anything at the quarterback. It was because I was wrong about the coach. It was because I, I saw a coach last year who I was sort of like, eh, I don't really know. He won some games, but he had a, a, a above average quarterback and some talent on both sides of the ball and, you know, whatever you want to say. I mean, pick whatever you want. But this year, Arthur Smith has proven with one of the worst rosters in the league that he makes every game competitive. That's all coaching. That's preparation. That has nothing to do with talent because you don't have any talent. And one of your four best players, A.J. Terrell, has missed the last, like, five weeks. So it's all about ta- it's all about coaching. Now that I know that the coach is, is absolutely the guy, now I can worry about the other stuff. That's what I was wrong on, and that's why we're. I'm not worried about the quarterback position because somehow, like again, if the Ravens could even land Lamar Jackson if he ever hits free agency, who cares about Desmond Ritter? Trade him. He'll be a career backup the rest of his life, and I'm fine with that. He's a third-round pick. He makes no money against the cap. It's no big deal, right? By the way, Lamar Jackson coming to Atlanta would be pretty sick. I'm just going to say that. Absolutely pretty sick. 
Yeah. Let me give you a couple of other free agents real quick that the Falcons should ultimately look at. Um, and, and these are these are guys that uh, uh, I think absolutely could make a an impact. Um, Marcus Davenport, 27 years old, uh, former first-round pick from, I think, 2018. The Saints traded up to get him. It's been a little bit disappointing, but still, um, he has nine sacks this year, three forced fumbles. Biggest question is, is can he switch from that 4-3 to 3-4? I think he can. I think that's, you know, easy to figure out. Um, you get a guy within the division, don't think the Saints are going to re-sign him. Uh, I would look at Tony Pollard if he hits free agency. Um, 26 years old, three-year deal for a guy like him, works for me, doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires, absolutely can fit perfectly in this offense. Falcons need a, a lead running back. Is it Tyler Algier? Maybe. But they better transition to one sooner rather than later. And oh, by the way, I'd give a nod to Josh Jacobs, too, uh, at running back, just 25 years old and not getting picked up. Uh, I think you the other position you look at more than anything is Nate Davis, the guard from the Tennessee Titans. He's 26 years old. A guy to give him a three- or four-year deal. Titans would probably let him walk before overpaying him. Uh, and that's worth an overpay, if you ask me. Because the rotation at guard for the Falcons is getting disgusting. And it needs to get addressed. Absolutely needs to get addressed. So there are a couple of names I just saw there that that might be worth it. I mean, obviously... If Roquan Smith hits the open market again, I think the Falcons would 100% be interested in him. To, to me, it's just, you know, he's a three-down, great cover linebacker. He's super fast. You know, who's an off-ball line? I don't care. He's talented. I mean, just go out and get talent. Get talented players. Your defense will be better. All right, uh, before we get to uh, who should the dogs fear the most, first of all, from our friends at betonline.net, fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odd lines and games. They got news and reviews of every league. Check out betonline.net to find out what Packers, I'm sorry, what Titans are sitting out tonight in this Thursday night football game between the Packers and Titans. You get news on the NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. It's all right there. Check out all the podcasts they have at Bet Online because they're the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. You can head up to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts, starts for the Falcons coming up on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. Make sure you guys check out Locked On Falcons with Aaron Freeman for your very next lesson. Make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day instant reactions, big game recaps, plus the take of the day. And it's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Um, Georgia getting set to take on Kentucky this weekend. And uh, I don't think they'll have any problem. I'm laying the 22 and a half. I'm not even worried about it. I don't think Kentucky's offense is going to score. I mean, Georgia should win this game probably by about like 38 to 10 is my guess. Uh, but beyond that, you know, you start to look at what is left of the teams that could actually make the college football playoff uh, and who could, could give Georgia the biggest amount of trouble. And it's really the, the one team we don't know anything about because Georgia hasn't played them anytime recently, and that's Ohio State. They probably match up the best. I mean, I know what Georgia fans do. Because you kicked the snot out of Michigan last year, clearly that means you'll absolutely do the same thing this year. It doesn't actually mean that. But anyway, um, I just I, the thing about Michigan this year is I have, I have more concerns about their offense. Uh, and the one thing that they do super well is the one thing that Georgia does super well, and that's stop the run. Uh, 
Um, you know, I, I mean, to me, it's one of those deals where uh, I, I don't know if, if Michigan could pass their way into a game. I think defensively, Michigan could give Georgia's offense some fits. Better than Ohio State, for that matter. But, that you know, again, uh, Georgia fans automatically would tell you there's no way Michigan could ever beat Georgia because last year they, um, they, they, they couldn't beat Georgia. I don't really see a threat from TCU. They will get overmatched by Georgia. That's just – I think it's a talent disparity more than anything else. Um, and I feel like TCU would probably get mollywhopped by Ohio State or Michigan. Um, I don't think they would get mollywhopped by Tennessee or LSU. I think those would be a little bit more competitive games. Those styles are, are more similar than what you think. TCU could get into a shootout with Tennessee and keep up. Um, I think TCU could probably beat LSU, but TCU is probably a little bit stronger defensively than LSU is. But again, USCC boys will tell me that I'm dead wrong. Knock yourself out. And USC of all teams probably, uh, well, they would certainly wouldn't give Georgia a problem. Um, because defensively, USC is going – USC may lose this week to UCLA because defensively there are some holes there. Offensively, I think they could keep up with Georgia, but that's not really what it's about. Georgia can dictate the game and the game script because of how physical they are. You know, like that's, that's ultimately what they can do. And that changes things dramatically for uh, any team that they play. I mean, and the only other team, honestly, that, that Georgia should fear, but they don't have to fear them because they're not getting in is Alabama. And that's just familiarity, right? I mean, take any rivalry, you know, that, that you know it's, it's always generally a coin flip type scenario because the teams know each other so well. I mean, any SEC team should sort of make Georgia a little bit nervous, even if it is Tennessee, just because you know that they bring the same talent level for the most part to the equation, right? Like that's the, the big part that, that a lot of people – are discounting is simply that, you know, any SEC team could hang with Georgia theoretically because they play in the same conference with the same level of talent. But Ohio State really is the one that we're all, we're all lusting after. Uh, and Ohio State could be very much a team that never gets to play Georgia because they might not get there. That's why I'm more of a proponent of two Big Ten teams getting in than I am two SEC teams getting in. Because I kind of want to definitively see Georgia Ohio State one way or another. You know, because either you get them in the semifinals or if they get past them, you know, you see them in the finals. But, um, you know, I, I think I, to me, again, I, I will tell you guys repeatedly, I don't think Tennessee belongs in. I certainly don't think LSU belongs in uh, the college football playoff. I don't think. They are either one of those teams or one of the best four teams in the country, resume or roster type. You know, whether they're the best or the most deserving, I don't think they fit in either one of those categories. I'm on an island with it. That's fine. I'm used to being there. I mean, clearly Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, um, and, and TCU is not one of the four best teams in the country, but their resume is one of the, one of the four most deserving to this point. They've got to get past Baylor this weekend. I think they will. Um, Bookmakers continue to undervalue this team. I'm not sure why. It's only a two-and-a-half-point spread. It should be more than that. But uh, that said, once you get past those four teams, I mean, USC is not one of the four best teams in the country. Now, they may put together a deserving resume when it comes to 
being 12 and one in a conference champ. And I'll say, I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. If USC is a 12 and one Pac-12 champion, they 100% belong in over Tennessee and LSU. Period. Period. Because neither one of those teams are winning their conference championship. Period. There, there's no way around it. They absolutely 100% belong in. Don't get it twisted. All right, um, we got some uh, Atlanta Braves news to get to here in a moment uh, on their future and what solution they have at shortstop if they have one. If they lose Dansby Swanson, but first word from our friends at Built Bar. Guys, you've heard me tell you about Built Bar Puffs. If you haven't tried them yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's just one of life's greatest joys. And Built Bar Puffs has a brand new flavor. It is cookie dough chunk. It is absolutely out of this world, delicious, covered in 100% real chocolate. Here's the best part, guys. Only 116 calories. A whopping 15 grams of protein, and it is absolutely the perfect snack that you need in your life, whether it's in between meals, on the go, something late at night before you go to bed, and you don't want to fill yourself up too much, but you want something healthy and sweet. That's where Built Bar Puffs and the cookie dough chunk flavor come in. Real chunks of cookie dough, guys. I mean, ever who doesn't love cookie dough? It's like un-American not to love cookie dough. But like I said, these are the these are healthy for you. You can grow, go to built.com, get a box for yourself. Hide them away from the kids. Take one to the office. Perfect snack, guys. And the easiest way to do it is go to Built.com. And also, when you go to Built.com, you're going to use that promo code LOCKEDON15. Again, Built.com and the promo code LOCKEDON15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. While you're online, make sure you go to YouTube. Subscribe to the Locked On Sports Atlanta YouTube channel. Get us to 5,000 subscribers. We want this done before the end of November, folks. Um, you're going to help us get there because you guys love this so much, and we love you for loving us. Uh, get us to 5,000 subscribers. We are right there, and you guys have been great since we started here back in April. It hasn't even been a year. Uh, we just we just love the idea that the Atlanta audience is taken to what we're doing, and we certainly appreciate all the love and support. Again, YouTube, Locked On Sports Atlanta, subscribe, give a thumbs up, and a like to all the content there. Okay, um, real quick, before we get to um, the Atlanta Braves here, uh, one quick note on the Hawks. But first, it is time for a shovel of wisdom. Brace yourselves, because it's time for the shovel of wisdom. You know how we do it. Got to set somebody straight for saying or doing something stupid. You can do so on my Twitter account at Mark Zino, M A R K Z I N N O. Just use the hashtag Shovel of Wisdom. And today my shovel goes to Major League Baseball front office. Okay, I don't know if you guys saw this. MLB is investigating um, multiple front offices in Major League Baseball, including the Mets, the Yankees, and now the Astros. I wasn't even aware this was a thing, but apparently the new CBA that baseball has signed. Shovel for myself. The new CBA specifically prohibits um, front offices from talking to each other about player contracts in free agency. The sharing of information on player contracts, it says, quote, players shall not act in concert with other players and clubs shall not act in concert with other clubs. So meaning players can't share information about, oh, well, I talked to the, the the Tigers, and they offered me this with another player. And front offices can't go – Alex Anthopoulos can't pick up the phone and call the Phillies and go, well, you know, I talked to – this is what this guy wants, and it, 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 not allowed to happen. Also, it looks like the Mets and the Yankees were 
discussing Aaron Judge's contract. And then separate comments by Astros owner Jim Crane talked about Justin Verlander's contract and what he was seeking, similar to a contract of Max Scherzer's. Um, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if this is like one of those things where you're trying too hard, but according to the players union, it feels like it could hurt, you know, you could cause damages in the player's contract. Like the Mets and the Yankees apparently had, had colluded to the idea of they're not going to get into a bidding war over Aaron judge. Uh, well that obviously players want bidding wars. That, that makes them more money. Like that's something that's important to them. So yeah, like it could be a big deal. Theoretically could be a big deal. I don't know for sure, but, uh, it's interesting that teams now know this and they are doing it anyway. Or at least, you know, theoretically we're doing it anyway. We'll find out one way or another. Hawks last night got outclassed. Um, and that was rather expected. Boston obviously is the class of the league. Um, and it was one of those deals where Braves just didn't have the shooting to keep up. Braves, I'm sorry. The Hawks just didn't have the shooting to keep up. You know, that's really what it boiled down to. Um, Boston is the best three-point shooting team in the league this year. They're the highest scoring um, team in the league this year to this point in the season. And uh, they just they didn't have enough juice, man. It just it ended up being one of those deals where the Hawks could not. They got down early. They were down 30-18 to 18 after the first quarter, and they could not really, um, you know, figure it out. I mean, they, they crawled it within seven at halftime. And that was about it. But, you know, Boston shot 54%. And again, the Hawks shoot 21% from three. Um, Trey Young, again, below 50% shoot, below 40% shooting, um, even though he led the team in scoring with 27 points. And again, this is a, a spot here where the three-point shooting for the Hawks, which was so good for them last year, it's really got to be concerning, disconcerting at this point in time. You know, Trey Young, two for seven from three. DeAndre Hunter, two from six. It just it wasn't pretty from that standpoint. So Hawks get a chance to rebound. Um, they get a uh, day off here, and then they take on the Raptors, or two days off. They take on the Raptors on, uh, on Saturday. So there is that. Now the Braves, uh, as they figure out what they're going to do with Dansby Swanson, it was an interesting article by Dave O'Brien on The Athletic um, that sort of talked about how much Ron Washington was working with Vaughn Grissom um, at shortstop. And um, that he's he's a really well-detailed article. Of course, we know this is kind of Ron, Ron Washington's baby. You know, this is a thing that he does. Um, he, he uh, you know, ramps up these young infielders and just gives them all the tools that they need um, and, and makes them better. It is one of those things where I, I don't think it's, you know, out of the ordinary for Ron Washington to be working with an infielder. What I guess is sort of... Um, What's the word you want to use? I don't want to say alarming, but what is noting, notable here about this is that, you know, uh, would would this be the top priority for Ron Washington this offseason if Dansby Swanson wasn't a free agent? Because in the column, it says a couple of things that, you know, that if Dansby comes back, they're going to send Grissom back to AAA to play there every day at shortstop. Like, he's not staying up with the big club. And if that's the idea, um, then you know that last year was sort of more of a stopgap. Uh, and what you got from him in the first two weeks was amazing. It was a lot of fun. 
what you got from him in the final four weeks was bad. Uh, and, and that's why he didn't see a, an inning in the postseason because he was just getting overmatched at some point, you know? Um, and that happens a lot. Sometimes you get, you get these young players who come up and nobody has any tape on them. They don't understand what their holes are. And pitchers just feed him fastballs and say, okay, I'm just going to strike this kid out and overpower him. And what do you know? Guess what? Major league hitters or close to major league hitters can still hit fastballs. Um, so it's very telling to, to see what the Braves are going to do if they can't re-sign Swanson. Uh, you know, I've seen a couple of GMs that say, you know, like they absolutely have to go back after a superstar. You know, the Braves are on the cusp of a dynasty here and what they're building, like returning to that. Well, it's the Braves in the playoffs every year. It's just a question of can they win the World Series? And um, if they lose and have a, Swanson have a major hole there, that's going to be something that's going to hamper this team's ability to stay at that level. I think that's fair. Um, I think it's absolutely, you know, it's, it's not a kiss of death. Like all of a sudden the Braves are going to fall apart without Swanson, but filling that void isn't as easy as many would think. You know, I, I know we've sort of been accustomed to the Braves have this next man up mentality because they're so good at finding the next man up and have done it so well um, that we just sort of take for granted that it, that it happens. Well, I don't think you can take that for granted. I think when it comes to Vaughn Grissom, there's probably a longer learning curve than what many people are giving credit for here because we've seen Michael Harris, because we've seen Spencer Strider, because we've seen so many other guys just come up and do the job. Um, we expect the same of everybody else. Guys, Alex Anthopoulos will tell you, he's not going to bat a thousand. He's going to miss on some of these dudes. And I'm not saying Vaughn Grissom is a miss. I'm just saying, it might not be as ready and as apparent as obvious as other guys. Austin Riley, another guy who just came up. and it, 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 But it took like two two seasons plus for it to really, really click. You had a sense it was going to click, but, you know, by year three, it was like, okay, now this dude's an MVP candidate. So we'll see. But, you know, the longer this thing is out there with Dansby, it starts to get a little bit more, you know, fearful that he might not resign. You know, everybody's waiting for the first domino to fall to set the market. And once that happens, then you'll start to see other contracts go. But the first one is going to let everybody know where everybody is, comparatively speaking. And that's why these first um, that's why these first couple of weeks are very, very quiet and tentative. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think in general, uh, once the, the door opens, the floodgates will open. So we'll see that happen. All right, that's going to do it for us here on A to Z today. Make sure you guys uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get us to 5,000 subscribers. Make sure you check out Locked on Falcons with Aaron Freeman. Make it your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, plus a take. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. See what happens when you accidentally touch buttons. You whack yourself upside the head with a shovel of wisdom. Don't forget to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a follow on Twitter at LockdownATL. I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Back tomorrow for Football Friday. You guys have a wonderful Thursday. Don't take any crap from anybody. See ya.